0: Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Real with Sandra and Friends, a Workplace Consortium podcast brought to you by Relogix. I'm super excited to be sharing conversational musings about current events and how we envision the ever-changing world of work. I am Sandra Panera, Director of Workplace Insights at Relogix. With 25 years of hands-on experience, I help value engineer global workplace portfolios and employee experiences by aligning workplace analytics with corporate real estate needs. If you have any questions or comments or any suggestions for future podcasts, please drop me a line at podcast at Relogix.com. Hey, Judy. Hey, Chris. Welcome. Hi, Sandra. Hi, hey Sandra.
1: Thanks for uh, bringing us on today.
0: There really is no standard in corporate real estate. I mean, everybody defines something differently. There's a lot of gray areas where the definitions are kind of crossing into each other. So, for example, using the example of hybrid, what does hybrid mean? And so, yeah. People have said hybrid is a combination of working in the office or working from home. And so it's the physical sort of just split between two different types of spaces. When I think about hybrid, I kind of equate it almost to like the electric vehicle of how you have gas or electric and you can inadvertently switch between the two on the fly. And so I think about when I'm in the office I might be working in a face-to-face scenario because there's other people in the office, but then I might also be in a face-to-virtual combination with working with people that are not in the office, right? The difference Mm -hmm. is when I'm working from home, I don't have the same option of being able to switch to a face-to-face because I'm completely virtual. And so to me, that's how I define hybrid. And it was just interesting, some of the comments that I got on that post about how different companies define those different terms that it's people sort of are using the same terms, but they mean very different things to different companies. Chris, have you encountered anything like that in your
1: face? Well, I mean, just from my perspective as an anthropologist who's dipping into workplace, my perspective is that there isn't really a definite meaning of what hybrid is. I, I think Hybrid is a buzzword that came to fruition around in July and August. And I don't really think that, I mean, I haven't seen much of a definition as, of like, this is what hybrid is, this is what's included in hybrid. I mean, I think the hybrid could involve distributed work too. Sometimes it's just seen as being virtual and physical. I think the hybrid could involve uh, co-working spaces in addition to home, in addition to a central office, it could just be a bunch of distributed offices without even being a central. And then if you go elsewhere, I mean, it could be a virtual reality, it could be augmented reality. Just hybrid is essentially another word for a combination of stuff. I think what's exciting about it is that it points the way towards using an organization's context to define what the future workplace could look like for them. And so I think that's where the possibility goes and where the potential lies. I think that trying to make a hard and fast definition of what hybrid is, in this case, I think that may actually limit the possibilities of what can be done.
0: Yeah. The other one that I thought was interesting is also just the term flexibility, right? So flexibility also, again, is a very gray area because it means so many different things to different people, where some people think about it from a space perspective. Some people think about, again, similar to your point, Chris, the use of multiple types of spaces, the ownership component of I'm flexible, but I'm only flexible within the confines of my portfolio or I'm flexible within a certain city or a certain area. So it's kind of the the degree of flexibility, but then also how the hours plays into flexibility as well, right? So Mm -hmm. and actually, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, this past week I've seen a few articles come up where they're now talking about, you know, the four day work week, right? And so it's this rotational four days. I think from what I gathered the objective is to minimize kind of that to sort of manage and minimize that sort of midweek mountain as we often refer to in in corporate real estate where you got this everybody coming in on Wednesday and then you sort of have the you know the earlier part of the week and the later part of the week where Nobody comes into the office or fewer people come into the office. So it's almost like you're engineering the occupancy to some extent of, you know, who should be in the office and when. But I'm not sure that that is kind of the solution when you think about why are people coming in the office in the first place? Like You can't engineer serendipitous communication and conversation and, and collisions and those types of things. So it just seems a little bit strange to me that, you know, the four day work week is a consideration to basically try to, to address that and, and the reality of well what does that actually mean? Is it 10 hours a day, four days a week? How does the whole work hours play into that as well? Have you heard anything along those
2: lines, Judy? I've been reading the same articles as you have, but if we go back to your first question around flexibility, you know I think that term has to be defined by each business itself because I yeah. think flexibility is sort of like an umbrella term. Mm -hmm. and each company can decide what does flexible mean to them and then from there all this other thing all this other stuff sort of falls out from it so let's talk about flexibility well what does that really mean does that mean you know like remote work hybrid work this type of work on-site work does it mean flexibility in hours does it mean flexibility in workspaces offices so I think that's where a lot of companies should start and to your question around this four-day work week I think you know again companies have this flexibility right to decide how best for their workers to meet their new work environment whatever they deem that to be maybe some people can work a four-day work week maybe to be a four-day work week reduced hours Mm -hmm. because here this as a And as an aside, and you know, when we talk about employment law, when we start adjusting so many hours in a day, companies sometimes have to apply for special permits through the HRD, the Human Resources uh, Development. So they have to be mindful of that. So, you know, I think flexibility is where people really need to start. I was just going to say, you know, it's interesting. I've been watching this going on within the HR circle, and I'm beginning to see HR workplace policies starting to be developed Mm -hmm. around exactly what you're talking about. So companies are now getting at this now. Is there a requirement to be? So they're trying to standardize these things so people don't get caught in that, right? So I think we're all catching up as all of this is unfolding, I think we're in a catch up mode, right? We're in uncharted territory. And so companies have to figure this out. But do you think that there has to be some sort of, for lack of a better word, control or
0: standardization or regulation around how things get done? Or do you foresee that the future can be something where people can be more autonomous in making those decisions where it's not based on a policy of whether you behave a certain way or, or you don't like, what are your thoughts there? Cause it just seems that there's a, I mean, thinking about pre pandemic, there's a lot of companies who had policies on certain things, but, you know, I can think of examples where there were policies, but the policies were the policies. They didn't really mean anything. So to speak, they were there, you knew that they were there, but they didn't really mean anything to, to the users because the behavior still either happened or didn't happen. So it's just interesting that there's the business element that's interjecting themselves into an experiment that kind of ran yeah. wild for a year and a bit, right? And now but, it's kind of like, well, is that going to mess
2: things up? I think when people get hired on, they're they're hired on to work, well, say a standardized amount of hours to get paid, you know, a certain amount of pay. So let's just say your your work week is a 37.5 hour work week, you know. Yeah. Does it have to be exactly from nine till five every day? No. Is it more the fact? I think now this is where we see this word flexibility comes in. Mm -hmm. And as you talk about, you talked about, you know, autonomy, empowerment, and can organizations now empower people and hold people accountable? Is it more important that you just get your, who cares when you get your 37.5 hours a week (laughs) done, right? You could do it any which way you want as long as it's done we'll say because that's what you get paid on we'll give an example right so you know that's the empowered organization and i think and that's the flexible organization and you know i think we're going to see you know some companies really i think there's already some companies who are embracing that i can't think of who it was who said we've always operated that way. Um, when we hire somebody, we trust in the fact that they're, that they're going to get their work done. We don't care where or when we hire them for their knowledge and expertise. It's their accountability to get things done. Mm -hmm. So. So I was just going to say in terms of like just general business decision-making,
0: like I'm thinking about, you know, companies that I've worked in in the past that had the flexibility component, there was still an element of core hours where there was an expectation that at minimum, you had to be available so that if somebody was either trying to reach you either via email or text or whatever, that you were readily available to respond. But in asynchronous kind of environment, I kind of would think that the accountability would be on the person, to your point, Judy, about knowing what your accountabilities are, what are the things that you need to do, you know, and how you choose to do them should be a decision that you ultimately make. And so if there's, you know, you're part of a project, for example, and, you know, your team is reaching out to you during those core hours, because that's when they know that you, the expectation is, is that you would make be made available, then so be it. The alternative would be as the person who maybe is on the side that says, hey, I need to work maybe more asynchronously than the rest of my team, then maybe you, you make some sort of arrangements or you make it known to your team that the best time to reach you would be at such and such a time so that, if as an organization, there's a core hours of let's say, you know, 10 to two or, you know, 11 to three or whatever that time frame that doesn't really work for you, then you take the responsibility to work within the project team that you're working with to say, this is the time that works best for me. And then that way everybody's clear on what happens when, right? Just kind of thinking about it more from a, an experience point of view of the whole idea of teams working and collaborating together where if you were in the office, it's easier to do, whereas now if you've got not only people either working from the office or working away from the office, but then you've got all these different time schedules that are also playing into it that does just further creates complexity,
1: right? I think so, I mean, who has flexibility and who is given a flexibility and how do you decide who's given it and who isn't? Because I think that some companies, at least before the pandemic, some people were given the choice to. remotely or not mm-hmm. and but others might not be able to and was that because of their seniority or was that because of their role so i think going forward companies will also have to figure out who gets the privilege of being flexible and what that flexibility means does it just mean you can work wherever you want or does it mean you can work when and where you want or does it mean you can work when and where you want but if your manager messages you have to respond absolutely immediately so what kind of controls are in place but even that i mean flexibility can mean people and policies but it can also mean space and so how flexible the leasing is and how flexible the like as if the leasing terms are flexible so 12 months or or monthly then that means that there's more potential perhaps for the workplace itself to evolve as a bit more of a product or as a bit more of a service that changes depending on what's needed. That's kind of the potential of a flexible lease, but I mean, or is, or is the lease more kind of conventional five years, 12, is it that kind of flexibility? And so is it like when people talk about flexibility, is it flexibility in space or is it flexibility, in people, <laughs> and then, like, but what, but what is it that they care about? Because I hear both sometimes, and it seems like they're synonymous when actually flexibility could be referring perhaps to the space rather than the people. Well,
2: you know, I, I go back to this whole concept of when we think, when we have this conversation, there's two sides to this equation there's a business side to this equation, and what does flexibility mean to the business? And, you know, because they got to serve a customer, right, at the end of the day so they have to ensure that that need is being met when they discuss this what this flexibility they have to be customers got to be taken into the equation of this as well Mm -hmm. and then so as they sit there and they talk about flexibility flexibility of workspace flexibility of policies flexibility of hours flexibility of jobs we'll say jobs meaning the work that somebody does and then over on the other side you have the people and so there may be a group of people who want more flexibility. There may be a a group of people who want to be in the office more. Maybe somebody wants to do both. So there's two sides to this equation. One side, the business has to figure out and deem what flexibility means to it and what it can actually enable to ensure sustainability going forward. As much as these people may want this, can the business accommodate it? Well, thank you very much to both of you. Really enjoyed this conversation. I think there's a
0: lot more to be said, to be discussed, and I look forward to future conversations with both of you. So, thank you again for your time today.